Hello, welcome to another mini episode of From the Unbox, a podcast. I'm Kane Wilkinson, as you might remember from previous episodes. And these little mini episodes are growing in number since I'm doing more and more interviews, which is very exciting to me. Who knows who will eventually make their way onto the show? I can't wait to find out. One thing I do know right now is that my interview for this show is one of those names I promise you're going to be hearing about in the years to come. Not because their name is just a common household item, but because their music is lively, fun, and downright great to listen to. Plus, as you'll discover after hearing this interview, they are just wonderful people and have great chemistry as a band. So, introducing Couch. They're a Boston-based 7-piece who have just released their debut self-titled EP. It's five fantastic tracks of soul and pop, and did I mention it was written, recorded, and produced over a long distance? Yeah, all the members go to different universities across the US, but still manage to put together this record thanks to Kickstarter and their darn right tenacity. Pretty wicked stuff. So, naturally, we talk about that process in this interview, plus how they got their name and their hopes of coming together soon for a wicked tour. So, I hope you enjoy this conversation. Here is an interview with Couch. I'm Tema. Uh, I'm the singer for Couch. I do some songwriting and we are a soul pop funk band based out of Boston. I'm Zach. I am the guitarist and sometimes bassist in Couch. Hey everyone, I'm Jared and I'm the drummer for the band. Hey guys, my name is Eric and I play saxophone uh, and sing some background vocals for Couch. Hi, I'm Jeffrey. I play the trumpet and occasionally the trombone and there are two other members here who could not make it to this meeting one is will who plays the bass and the other one is danny who plays the keyboard right on well very nice to meet the big family that is couch uh thanks for joining me on this episode from the inbox podcast first question because your band is such a large group how did you guys come together how did you guys get seven misfits all together? We were all born at the same hospital on the same day. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> Twins. <laughs> so um, a few of us were in a band together in high school. And we started recording our first single, the Nana song, with that group. Um, but when that group split up for college, we ended up having some people hop in, like Eric knew Jeffrey from jazz band. He hopped in and did some saxophone stuff. I met Tama at a concert and she ended up singing some background vocals and I went to, I go to college with Jared. So he ended up hopping on drums for some of our more recent stuff and song by song, we just started to solidify the group until it's who you see here and those two people. Right on. And did you say new Jeffrey? Did I say oh, new? I heard new Jeffrey. I knew, yeah. I knew Jeffrey. Oh, you knew Jeffrey. Not, yeah, like, okay. not old and new. <laughs> yeah. I thought he got replaced or something. That's funny. And a fun, I, I feel like you guys are going to get this question a lot moving forward as you guys get bigger and bigger, but how did you decide on the name Couch? So the summer we were recording that first single, I got a concussion on my first day of work that summer, and we ended up recording and writing the majority of our music and hanging out just in the dark in my basement sitting on a couch because I couldn't be around loud noises or in any light, really. So oh my God. Couch, and that's how it happened. Do, are you embarrassed about the story of how you got concussed? Can I ask? <laughs> you tell him. <laughs> so 
It was my first day of work. I was going to be a music counselor at a day camp. I was excited to go. And so sprung out of bed, ran down my stairs, and there's a ledge. So if you're running down the stairs, there's an overhang. And I always jump down my stairs. When there's four or five stairs left, I just jump to the bottom. I jumped, I smacked my head on the thing, fell back, hit the back of my head, um, drove to work that day, worked the full day, played a gig that night, and then woke up the next morning and could barely open my eyes. And wow. Sitting in the dark. Um, now, Zach, is that the same concussion that you had when we went to that, uh, when we went to that show? Yes. So the concussion was so bad that the following, I guess the fall, we went to a concert here in DC and Zach had to bring like a Pedialyte with him just in case he was gonna like pass out. My so God. it was it was that bad, but it, it didn't didn't stop him from going to the concerts. And that was and that was like that was fairly new in our friend like a new stage in our friendship. So it was uh, yeah. Yeah. Was, was that like a really interesting first impression for you guys? Being like, wow, this Zach guy is nuts. Jared, you should tell him how I saw you the first time. Yeah. So obviously Zach and I, as as he said earlier, we, we go to the same college. Um, so um, I, I, as a freshman, I was practicing in a drum room um, by myself and um, I don't know, I, I had like this urge to look at the door and, and I look at the door and there's this like this kid just like peering in the door and, and, and it was Zach and it just scared the, scared the living life out of me. It was, yeah, it, was <laughs> it was, it was, it was a great foreshadowing of uh, our weird friendship. But yeah, it was great. Yeah. He does have pretty menacing eyebrows. I could, I could see that being a, being a thing for oh, sure. Yeah. With all the shadows. That's so funny. <laughs> Uh, and so the other interesting fact about you guys as a band is not only are you a large, big band, but you guys are also pretty long distance because most of you guys are in school, different colleges and whatnot. Um, how, how has that been as a challenge for you guys um, overall, just keeping the flow and momentum going? It's definitely a challenge. Um, I think so far we've just kind of had spurts of productivity um, when we when we do have the chance to be together um, earlier on before the pandemic, it was just like when we were home on break, um, you know, often there'd be kind of one song that got fully created, like with each time we were home, you know, you just grind. Um, since the pandemic, we've had a couple of chances um, for subsets of us to quarantine together in various places. Um, but there's still a lot of virtual recording and writing. So um, a lot of the time, like I'll send over a project session that has, for example, when we track horns, like I'll record my sax parts and then send over to Jeffrey and he'll record trumpet over my sax for his parts. And it just, it's a roundabout method that is frustrating often. And, you know, there's no opportunity for that spontaneous, like live feedback from each other. Um, so you know, it definitely it impacts our sound too, but we've made do as best we can. And hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully it keeps working for us. Tema yeah. is the season. Tema and Zach have been writing together for, for a while now too, virtually. You want to talk about that at all? Yeah, I mean, I think that we're lucky in that regard. Some bands who, um, who had really frequent rehearsal, practice, rehearsal processes and would write live together um, and record in a studio had to kind of recalibrate, but that was our norm. So 
um, like easy to love, fall into place. Zach and I began writing while we were in Chicago and DC. Um, and we would s send each other voice memos of lyric ideas or chord ideas and then FaceTime and sing over the voice memos that we'd sent to each other. Um, and then like Eric was saying, once we were home on breaks was when the, the group got together and recorded. So we were prepared writing wise um, and recording wise, we were already doing it ourselves with our own equipment out of our own homes. So the adjustment during the pandemic has just been that you're doing it alone. Um, which for me is a bummer. Like, I think we, we've made it work, but I have to like sit down in my closet for a recording session and like hype myself up and like do a dance and be like, get in the zone because I don't have band members there um, giving me enthusiasm and feedback and whatnot. Yeah, you guys should just get like a like a loop video of each of every one of you just overlap each other, just cheering each other on while you're recording in your closets or something. But <laughs> But uh, that's great that you guys are able to kind of make things work because one of the main reasons why I wanted to talk with all of you is because your new EP, um, it's self-titled, right? Am I, yeah, new EP, Couch, the EP, just came out uh, on Friday and five tracks, phenomenal soul funk music. And it doesn't sound like you guys were in separate cities, let alone, you know, having to break up the recording process, which is awesome. And um, a lot of that helped, had to do with the amount of support you guys got from the community. Uh, I know you guys did a Kickstarter campaign, which is really, really great idea. And I just want to ask, how does it feel to have such a supportive community helping you guys, you know, back you guys up on this Kickstarter campaign? It, it feels really wonderful. Like we, um, I, I think we will touch on this later, but we've developed um, our following mostly through social media. Um, since we've been long distance, we haven't really been able to play a ton of gigs. And so for a while, I think we just assumed that everybody following us and supporting us through social media was already a friend or a family member. Um, and we've come to find that we've, um, we've gathered up a lot of strangers who are really here for the music and for the community. And they rallied behind us and helped us fund the Kickstarter um, and helped us finish this project that we were like pulling out of our own pockets to cover. So it it's just like heartwarming and exciting. I'm still, you know, every time I kind of step back and think about how many people are so enthusiastic and supportive about Couch, it just blows my mind. Like, I'm like, how did they even find us? You know, like we just put music out in into the void and like people, I guess it, it's resonating with people, which is which is really awesome, but it's just... I'm looking forward to to performing and you know like building our fan base in a way that is more traditional for bands because uh, I'm just very encouraged by the enthusiasm we've seen so far even um, in, with a notable absence of like live performance opportunities. Yeah, and that's pretty impressive too because I I was looking at your Kickstarter page and I think you guys met your goal and then exceeded it by like almost $2000 or something which is amazing for an indie band so kudos to you guys for sure um, for keeping that going and one of the fun things about your kickstarter campaign was you guys were doing really cool shout outs which you guys also gave one out to me which was really fun uh, i think i think mine was who was it that jumped out of the dumpster that was, it was Will. Oh, he's not here. I can't say thanks to him. But uh, yeah, that was great. How did you guys, like, was there like a planning process for coming up with these shout outs? Did you guys just kind of go with it? 
you know, we had we had a lot of conversations on on what we wanted to do um, when it came to rewards and, and how to really thank people for I mean for donating, which I mean to us was just like who who would have known that people are going to give us money? Like why you know I don't it's, I just it never thought that we would we would reach the the goal and 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 you know and some. Um, but when it came to the rewards, I mean, we we definitely wanted to put some kind of a you know, little bit of our flavor into it and and make it kind of unique to us because you know we can we can send someone a t-shirt we can do all these things but you know one thing that we wanted to do was was to do specifically like the instagram shout outs and that was something that we were able to to you know put our own sense of humor into and i mean we had um i think we had like yeah as you said will was jumped out of a out of a, a garbage can we had um zach taking a shower in his clothes and, and and a bunch of different things which they're still on our instagram if anyone wants to see the the highlights you can see them on our instagram um but we definitely wanted to do, I think we also had a, a reward. If someone fulfilled the donor and fulfilled the Kickstarter in one donation, we had, um, we, we had a reward in which we would send them a Cheerio and it would be a honey nut Cheerio, just one, <laughs> you know, cause that's, that's what we wanted to do. So we were able to put our, put our, um, our, our sense of humor and, and kind of our fun energy into it, which was nice. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Any, any personal favorites from you guys that you just loved doing or I, I know my personal one, I think somebody, I had dumped a bunch of milk onto the table or something. That one, I don't know why that was so funny, but I still yeah. get a chuckle out of it. It was Will. He put, he put. I gotta meet this Will guy. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I know. I know. He put Cheerios down and then a bowl on top of it, and then just dumped milk onto the counter, uh, and then sent us a video afterwards of him with like this puddle of milk on his kitchen floor, um, which Instagram did not get to see. Yeah. I, yeah, that was a good one. One of my favorites was um, Danny, our keyboard player who's not here, uh, did like a little episode called Is It Gelt? Which for anyone who doesn't know, gelt is um, chocolate that uh, looks like a coin. It is um, of the Jewish uh, tradition. You, yeah. <laughs> you play dreidel on Hanukkah and you get gelt. Um, so he, he did a segment on that. And I won't spoil it. You should go look at the the Kickstarter shout out highlight on our page to see if it is gelt or not. You guys could probably even start like a whole YouTube series on is it gelt, <laughs> gelt or gelt or not? I guess I was going to think of something punny there, but uh, yeah. <laughs> and I wanted so speaking on social media, um, how obviously it's it's been a very helpful tool, and how have you guys been able to um, kind of. Like, what are you guys doing to make sure you guys are putting yourselves out there more and, and ensuring that return on investment, I guess, with uh, social media? Well, the nice thing about social media is that the investment is really just your, like, it's your time and energy. It's not like we, we put on a Kickstarter and we chose rewards strategically that didn't cost us that much because we had to have a Kickstarter in the first place. Like we're an independent band. So social media is nice because if you have the time and energy you can, you don't need to sacrifice anything financially. So um, it's really just been about like keeping to a schedule, staying disciplined with our own post scheduling and, you know, trying to come up with engaging content for people. Recently, we made a, we fired up the TikTok uh, just because it's like, you can't not be on TikTok as a musician these days. And many, many people realized that before we did, but um we're a little late to the party, but we're here nonetheless. And so we've been trying to stick to generally one a day leading up to leading up to this recent release, um, which is like we just run out of ideas and we're always 
we have a little a slack channel and we we um we just like drop ideas there and try to come up with stuff but um it's more about like the consistency of posting a lot and trying to stay genuine in what we do put out there because i think you know it's such an oversaturated internet culture um that if you can really just be yourself and not try to sell things to people all the time um that tends to make people feel good and and yeah and it's good it's good for us and it's good for them to to be just a little genuine and honest with everything yeah it's a really important thing for you know indie artists and bands starting out too is just being able to be a comfortable in who you are as a band and as a group and be being able to execute it so people can kind of you know, relate to that and find some connection with you. And you guys obviously are doing a fantastic job, which is great. Uh, yeah, I think I follow you guys on TikTok now too. I've, it's such a weird, it's, su- it's such a weird platform. Like, uh, I don't know. It's so unpredictable sometimes, but it's, it's fun and entertaining. To build off of what Eric was saying though, also like one thing in addition to like just putting out a lot of content is to like have content that our audience like would actually want to interact with partially because it's really fun for us, but also because it's fun for the audience. Uh, Like just recently we did the Black Bear Lane challenge where we took out the saxophone solo uh, that Eric took on Black Bear Lane, but we left the backtrack and then put that on Instagram and TikTok and said, hey, uh, record yourself taking a solo over this, whether you're like a rapper or singer or an instrumentalist or something. And we got, I don't know at this point, we probably got like a hundred submissions and they're all like most of them are really good some of them are like really really special um and then that's just like super fun we've like tried to incorporate our fans into like our music in that way uh we've done some other just fun stuff like over over the uh, winter break we had a cup pong tournament and i think we had 60 or so people participate in that um all fans we had like a final uh like a finals on a zoom call where everyone can join and see how it was going and that was really fun wow yeah that's, that's oh yeah and that, that that's the other thing too about that black bear lane challenge thing too is i remember you guys started the you started using the hashtag bbl challenge and to your surprise uh that did not stand for black bear lane challenge it was what was it again brazilian butt lift challenge yep. Yep. <laughs> yes it's behind that. totally it like brand. We like, we posted the first video with like, everybody use hashtag BBL challenge. And then maybe like two minutes later, I think Eric sent a screenshot to our group chat of the the page with all these videos of like people exercising and like their butts. And he's just like, oops. <laughs> oops. Yeah. That's going to be entertaining for people scrolling through. I couldn't have been surprised because like while you're we working on the songs, we often have just like the little like initialism. So it's like just quicker to type it out. Like the whole time we type like, oh yeah, like where's like, what's the most updated version of BBL? And then anytime this happened, Will and I would text each other with like a new thing of what BBL stood for other than Black Bear Lane. And I would be lying if we didn't have something similar to Brazilian Butler before that. <laughs> Anything that you can, or you're willing to, to mention? Should I even ask? uh no say no you can say no comment yeah i was gonna say <laughs> my head's already going to some interesting spots so don't worry but uh no that's fun see like little things like that is it's super important as a, as a young band starting out so uh that's great and this ep i i know it's actually on your kickstarter too you guys uh gave like, a shout out to the spot called tango mango which i'm not familiar with i haven't really 
done a lot of eating in Boston, but uh, I'm guessing it's like a taco joint or something, right? Exactly. It's, it's our local Chipotle. Oh, nice. And you guys just hang out there? Like why, what was the, uh, why'd you guys give a thank, like a thank you to it? Is there anything special behind it or? Yeah, man. It's the post-rehearsal, post-recording session spot. We're feeling stressed or we need to take a break. We go grab a few burritos and sit in there and just vibe out. This episode brought to you by Tango Bingo. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> Ended our photo shoot with, uh, with some shots there of us inside. I, I do remember one. I saw one and I, I think it's such a great picture of all you guys. So that makes, that makes sense. As well as the music video. Our first music video for the Nana song ends with us dancing with one of the employees of the restaurant. Oh, nice. You still talk to that employee or? Louise. Shout out to Louise. There you go. That's, that's cool. So if, Tango Man- if Tango Mango is looking like sponsor a band or endorse a band, we're, <laughs> we are available. Um, other cool things you guys are doing or have done is a drive-through performance last summer, which was kind of a, you know, spontaneous uh, reaction to COVID's limitations. And I guess to kind of just walk us through, how did that kind of come to be? Do you guys plan on maybe doing something similar this summer if things don't really go positively? It was pretty sick. We um we didn't go into the summer knowing that we were going to do that. We just were hungry to perform and there weren't really any safe ways for us to do that um, because the, the pandemic was still very new. Um, but I had a family friend who also organizes a lot of um, artistic endeavors around the city. And I knew that he was trying to organize some drive-in movies in a local parking lot. And I, I asked him if he thought we could do a concert. So he was right on board and helped us set it up. And I mean, not helped us, I mean, he set it up, um, came up with the idea that those of us who would be performing would be standing on individual pickup truck beds so that we could be safely um, elevated above the audience of cars, but also be six feet apart from each other. And it was awesome. I mean, it, it was bizarre at first looking out at a sea of like, I think there were maybe a hundred cars or so there. Um, but people were so happy. It was like their first live music experience in a while. And that that still was present, even though we weren't looking at their faces. Yeah, I guess you can't really see their their expressions, but were they honking or applauding or anything? Could you hear that? Yeah. It must be so weird. It must be like feeling like you're in the Disney movie Cars or something, but I got lost. Yeah. The hoods, the hoods were smiling. Yeah, that's important. <laughs> We tried to get in like a little audience participation on one of the songs. We had like a, a synchronized honking experiment that went pretty well, given how many cars there were. Uh, so shout out to all the participants there. You guys are all rhythmic gods. Oh man, I can just imagine the the neighbors are probably like, oh my God, why is everyone honking? <laughs> Anyone with hydraulics? Any bouncing cars? That would be a nice, that's a nice touch for next time. And let's say hypothetically that we can all go back to seeing live shows and you guys can tour and stuff like that on your first official tour as couch. Where would you get, where are some dream cities? Where do you guys want to go? Have you guys thought about this? Maybe some long night conversations. Chernobyl. (laughs) 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 I was not expecting that as an answer. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Maybe you probably get some interesting audience members for sure. I want to play an awesome. I have a lot of family out in Austin and Texas. 
Austin, Texas is a great music city. Yeah, it's it's a wicked city. It's one of the few major cities in the States I've been to, and I, I love Austin. So I'd, I'd go see you guys in Austin. That'd be sick. Definitely want to play in Toronto just to meet you, Kane. There we go. I was waiting for that. That is the right answer, Jared. That is awesome. I also would like to just add, I mean, I also, th- I think it's, it's l- very likely that we'll play, you know, the Northeast of, of the U.S. also, um, like as soon as we can, just because so many of us are from Boston and Jared's also from New York. So we'll probably hit Boston, New York City, um, maybe Providence, maybe Hartford. I don't know. Um, wherever we can, honestly. And also, I'm personally looking forward to hopefully hitting L.A. at some point, too. There's a lot of great music there. Also, that's where um, our mixing engineer, Caleb Parker, lives. Um, and we would love to meet him. <laughs> like We've never even met him. And we're like on Zooms with him going over Couch's music and tweaking things. So it'd be really cool to, you know, actually work with him in person, too. Yeah, just, you know, shake his hand. That's that's cool. Meet his young child who yeah, wait. Uh, was recently he, born. Yeah, he just had a baby. And like part of the stress of finishing mixing our EP with him was like, oh, God, like if his baby comes before we finish mixing the EP, we're not going to have his full attention. We might not finish this on time. So we were like trying to get it in before his wife's due date. And then I think I can show you this because I think he'll have received it by then. Um, we're sending him this as a thank you. It is oh, a, my God. A baby onesie with couch with the couch logo that is adorable wow that's great it's wonderful and we we wanted to say thank you and <laughs> oh my gosh that's so sweet and and we had just wrapped up um the last song that we mixed from the ep was stand up and we had just finished mixing it and just a couple days later um his child was born so we were thinking like maybe he would name it stand up in honor of us but I think he went with something else. So yeah. we're, we're a little bit sour um, and it will definitely take a couple of years before we're on speaking terms again. Did you pitch it to him like Stan, middle name Dup? Because that could also, you know. Mm, like Maybe Dup. it's not too late for a change. Yeah, just get Stan in there somewhere and that might actually work out for you guys. Who knows? <laughs> actually, speaking of stand-up, uh, because I know you guys predominantly, uh, Tema uh, has most of the vocal duties, but... I noticed that there was somebody else singing on that track. Were you guys kind of, you know, f- experimenting with different, uh, you know, lead vocalists and stuff too? Or it sounds great. I'm not saying it's bad at all. That's not where I'm saying this come from. It's awesome. And it's very interesting. It just, you know, caught me off guard, but in a good way. It's, you know, it's interesting to see bands moving in different directions and stuff. But uh, does anyone want to claim, claim rights on that uh, verse? <laughs> that was me. That was me. Um, yeah, uh, I mean... I'm- Tema is, is an absolute beast of a lead vocalist. Uh, I'm not at all trying to step on her toes. We just thought it could be fun to mix it up and get it. Also, the, so- like the song stand up, um, the kind of the concept we were going for of, uh, of the end of a relationship, but like with positive vibes and, you know, actually kind of realizing that this is right for both parties um, really works nicely for dual lead vocalists for that particular song. Um, and Tema and I have sung together before on a project of mine. Uh, I did an acapella mashup just independently oh, cool. of the song Havana and the song Smooth. Um, and we were like dual soloists on that. And the interplay between us worked nicely. So um, we thought we would try it out for couch stuff too. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah, well, I, I think that uh, a lot of great music comes from shitty experiences. So, uh, you know, at the you know at the very least, at least you guys got some good songs out of it. If anyone's you know still grieving their breakups, but so the EP's opening track, "Still Feeling You," is a very fresh new sound. I must say, like you're definitely talking about you know synthesizers and moving in a new direction and um, kind of just. You know, share, walk us through, I guess, what the song's about and how kind of kind of fits into your um, transition. I think, like story-wise, um, this one might be the only song that was like, "Oh, let's write this story." Like, it was less based on a, a specific person's experience. Um, and yeah, we had this hook, this idea. I think that Zach had of. I'm still feeling you. And we are like, what, what story can we write around that? So we pieced together kind of like a, a pop track, both musically, but also lyrically with this idea of like running into someone that you were previously involved with um, and knowing that you're still interested in them, but having no reservations about declaring that. Still feeling you was a fun writing process. It was my first time being really involved in a writing process for a couch song. Um, so we wrote it mostly on Tema's porch. Um, I sort of hopped in after the initial idea existed and we crafted the rest of the song together. And we were also looking to, it, it was partly out of necessity that it turned out so poppy with like electronic drums and stuff, just by nature of not being together and, and sort of wanting wanting to make progress without having, and, and Jared just wasn't even in the same state as us. And we didn't, yeah, it's just tough. So we ended up kind of going for this like Dua Lipa, Charlie Puth, disco pop in, inspired sound, um, but still incorporating like our live horns uh, and classic like stacked Tema harmonies. And it came together very organically. Um, it was a new direction for I'm, I'm excited about this release because it's our first very, very danceable song. Um, we've put out a lot of feel good, like mid tempo music and I'm hyped to have a song that people can just like jump around to. Um, yeah, it's gonna yeah, be fun at live shows. Oh yeah. I think this is a really good question to kind of end things off with uh, now that your first you know, debut release is coming out. What does this EP mean to you guys i know it's a bit of it's a bit of a big question but you know i think it's it's a big i think it's a jump into a more comfortable sound for us and what we think is we're, we're moving we're inching closer and closer and closer to to you know our sound and i think that's really important for us as a band um so that's something i'm really really excited about is to just kind of showcase you know the, the wide breadth of, of kind of musical styles that we can we can do and kind of um kind of show what 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 we're capable of and, and it's it's really exciting for people to hear that. Yeah, I mean, I think there's like a lot of things to be said for like a first project or first like full size project of any sort. Um, to me, it just is kind of symbolic of just like the increasing level of like seriousness, I guess, of the band. When it's just like a single here or there, it's like, oh, these are just like fun little side projects. But now it's like, okay, here's like, something that we've actually put a lot of time and energy into more so than just one individual track. And really with like a lot of thought 
like present and future about like what this will symbolize, I guess. So I don't know. To me, it's kind of deep. Tema, you've spoken before about um, sort of like the general positive vibes of of the EP. Like just if, if you go through song by song, it's all pretty uplifting and good spirited. Um, so that's something that I hadn't really thought about before um, until Tema brought it up in a, another interview we had actually. But that's the more I think about it, something that I'm like really happy is the case and proud of, especially like we're still in a pandemic and there's a lot of sad music. I mean, even just as an artist in general, it's so much easier a lot of the time to be inspired by hardship um, than it you know, it's difficult to make things that are happy that aren't corny. And I, I, I think we pulled it off with this one. Um, it definitely makes me feel good. I'm definitely biased. <laughs> but um, I think that's something that is unique about this collection of songs. It wasn't like we went in with um, an intention to create an EP that was all optimistic messages. But I think naturally that came about maybe, you know, due to like our individual natures, but also um, I think that this is a, I don't think, I mean, everyone knows, like this is a really challenging time. There are, um, there's so much art being created right now, reflecting the struggles that people are dealing with. And I personally find it refreshing right now to consume art that acknowledges those challenges, but is also optimist, optimistic. Um, and so I, I'm grateful that uh, we are going to be putting out that sort of message with this project. Each song is about um, a struggle that, to, to varying degrees. Um, and each song could be, could just sit in that struggle. But it sort of ends with a, like, I, I see the struggle, I'm facing it. I'm not, I'm not um, saying that everything's all good, but I am saying that I trust that I can figure this out. Um, I'm just really happy to be putting out that message at this time. Oh, that's really sweet. Plus, I was going to make a joke here, too, is because, um, you know, the positive vibes of this album or EP was so, so strong that my response after you guys let me listen to it was all caps. Damn, that EP is stellar. So I just want people to understand how good this record is, how good it makes people feel. And you must, must go check out Couch and their new EP, Couch. So thank you very much, guys, for sitting down with me and chatting about your new music. Hoping you guys all the best with uh, whatever comes next for you guys. So thank you. Thank, thank you so much for having us. Thanks for listening. You can find Couch online at Couch the Band for most of their handles. And check out the Couch EP right now. As well, don't forget to follow me. I'm also here at Dusty Organ anywhere you'll want to check out and also visit my patreon and buy me a coffee to help support the blog i'm not very good at goodbyes so goodbye <laughs>